Welcome to the Plastic Surgery Secrets Talk, a podcast where we go behind the scenes of everything in the plastic surgery and aesthetics world. I'm Dr. Jeffrey Spiegel. And I'm Dr. O'Neill from the Spiegel Center just outside of Boston. Today, we'll be talking about questions that we've had from some of them from real self. Yeah, so people want to ask us questions. There's lots of ways to do it. You can send us a contact through our website, drspiegel.com. You can contact us on Instagram at Dr. Spiegel. You can t- contact us on probably TikTok, probably on uh, uh, Twitter or X, certainly on Facebook. And I say probably because I don't know a lot about some of these channels, but I figure there must be a way to get to us. Yeah. Because sometimes people come to me and say, oh, there was a TikTok question. And, I go, I don't know. and definitely on YouTube. Yeah, definitely on YouTube. You can write comments yeah. and ask questions. But real self is a great one because people will interact with us. And what we're going to do today is we've gotten inundated with a lot of questions. And we thought this is a great way to answer some of them for people. Yeah. uh, In a way where you can kind of hear the question. Maybe it's one that you asked. And also it might be one that you never thought to ask, but it's really interesting to you. And you thought. But before we go into that. Yeah. It's October. Sure is. It's October. The best month here in New England. I feel. Right, Absolutely. The, the leaves are changing oh, color, gosh. right? The weather is nice. You don't need the air conditioning. You don't need the heat yet. You can wear slightly better clothes. I don't ever take advantage of that, but lots of people do. And, um, and you know, it's just a great for, time. Like, you know, fall events. And we have fall events. And speaking of that, we have a fall event. Event that starts, it's like a whole week. It's not even one night. Right, so it starts October 9th. It's so a great way to learn week. about Spiegel Center, learn about the things we do, and take advantage of kind of truly once in a lifetime opportunities and special promotions and things and have a good time. So come meet us, come greet us. If it's the beginning of October and you're listening to this podcast, you're in luck. Get in touch with the office 566 323 area code 617 or info at com. And if it's the end of the month, you missed it. So you I'm have sorry. to wait for November. Yep. There may be there may be some things oh, coming up. Oh, the Black up, Friday the things. Black Friday. That's coming up. And there are other ways to meet us, but it's too bad we missed you if you didn't get there. And if it's still early October, you don't want to. Miss. Question number one for you. Yes. Mostly says, "Dear Doctor O'Neill, my upper teeth don't show when I talk. Only my lower teeth. Do you have any advice?" So I do. And for many of my patients, what I like to do is what's called a lip flip. And I love doing it with just a touch of filler. That's what Elvis did. So some, I, I don't think he did fillers <laughs> to his upper lips. No, no. <laughs> peanut butter and banana sandwiches were so, um, so just a little bit of filler there just on the vermilion border, which is that red border of your upper lip can create like a beautiful flip. Some people do it with Botox. I don't, I'm not a big fan of Botox for that area because I don't think it lasts quite as long and it can affect the muscles. Sometimes I'll do it, but I do love filler. Just a tiny little filler over there. Get that flip. Um, emphasize the filter, which is that those two lines that go between the nose and the upper lip. That's beautiful. And then, of course, um, just the whole thing. Flip it up. It looks really beautiful. So you're... You created the Boston tip flip for the nose, and this is like the lip flip for the lip, and people flip over the results, and they're fabulous things to do. And if you want to increase the the tooth show, 
you can also come into my part of the office and we can do a subnasal lip lift. Well, that's what I was going to say. Sometimes people overdo it. They just overdo the upper lip with fillers. And then I say to them, I can no longer see your upper teeth. And if you can't see the upper teeth and your lips are all full and they look beautiful or not so beautiful, it's time to maybe take away some of that filler from the upper lip and then come to you for a lip lift. Yeah, that's so right, there's a difference between the lip flip and the lip lift. Talk to me about that. Lots of similar letters, but you're right. So you can add volume, try and change the shape, which is what you're doing. And the advantage is it takes minutes. Or you can actually lift the lip by making it shorter and thus revealing more teeth. And yes, you can close your mouth afterwards. And yes, it's going to work naturally. And yes, you can kiss people, assuming they're receptive to that. Uh, and it all works great. And there are stitches for about a week. And then those come out. And then you can cover it with a little bit of makeup. And you're good to go. Yeah. But and I so think it probably secret. increases the chances of kissing people. Yeah. <laughs> so the secret I always give my patients when we do just a little bit of filler in the lips is always keep your mouth, just your lips, just slightly apart when you're listening to someone or when you're trying to look interested in something. It will make you look maybe a little bit spacey, a little bit vulnerable, but vulnerability and all of that goes together with sexuality and it's being attractive. beautiful and it's very attractive. So show those upward teeth. So it's the anatomy and the bright behaviors. Yeah. I agree so with I, you. I, I have a question. Habits and behaviors. Okay. Yeah. So I have a question for you for, because we're, we're talking about one. we're talking about lips. So we're talking about, you know, and the people that come for the lip flip and not yet ready for the lip lift tend to be young. So I have a question that kind of matches that age. So take a look at that. 21, female and hairline is lacking forehead. Lowering or hair transplant? What do you think? Pass. I'm just kidding. I'll take the question. Okay. We do this a lot. This is a question about hairline advancement. I'm not even done answering. You're already throwing it away. You just wanted to throw it because I got a chance to throw it. Hair, hairline advancement and scalp advancement, these are the kind of terms. If you have a very high hairline, here's how we approach it. Here are the secrets. These are We're going to change the talk to plastic surgery secrets. We're already called secrets. There's lots of secrets involved. Number one, has your hairline always been like that or is it new? Because if it's going back from a place it wasn't before, and it's changing, we have a different issue, right? Then we need to figure out why that's happening. Could be a hormone imbalance, could be a, an iron deficiency, could be any number of things. So if it's changing, we're gonna do some work up to figure that out. Number two, if your hair is thinning, we need to talk about why that is. Again, that's gonna be part of a workup. And we're gonna wanna improve the environment for your hair. We want your hair to survive and be happy. Right, thick, nice thick and thick. It's just like growing uh, tomatoes in your backyard. If you have all the right environment, they grow and they thrive. And if you have the wrong environment, they die out. You get scraggly nothings. So, PRP, platelet-rich plasma. Absolutely. Super quick procedure, super effective. It's creating the right environment for your hair to grow and thrive. Number two, creating the right environment. Topical, topical preparations, the right kind of. Rogaine, minoxidilopropecia, medications applied topically have fewer side effects and are effective at preventing hair loss. Number three, you can always think about hair grafts. 
You're going to want to look at the laxity in your scalp. If your scalp doesn't move very well, and by move, if you can see this, it's when you kind of grab the top of your head and slide your, your scalp back and forth on your head. There's a plane of tissue between the bone and the, and the tissue of the scalp that allows things to glide. And if you have good laxity there, we can advance your hairline if you don't, we don't want to do hair grafts. But if we have that good laxity, we can surgically advance your hairline. This is a procedure that takes about an hour in the operating room. You have some stitches that are in place for about a week, and I can routinely advance your hairline by an inch or more. And that's good for women and men? It's good for women more than men. In fact, it's not great for men. For men, you're going to want to do hair grafts because for men, the hair in front of your head is vulnerable to going away. So the last thing I want to do is pull those hairs forward only to have them fall out anyway. You want to be able to take the hairs from the back of the head and move them to the front. So you threw the paper away, but so 21-year-old female or 31-year-old female or 41-year-old female or 19-year-old female with a high hairline, yes, this is a great procedure. And we may do more of these than anywhere in the world. Okay, you're up. Which one should I do? I'm going to do this one. Dear Dr. O'Neill. Are there ways to feminize my jawline non-surgically? First of all, what does that mean, feminize my jawline? So feminize my jawline means kind of taking away from that bulkiness in the back here. That's where people like feel that they're, sometimes their jaw is just too bulky, back here in the masseter. So when we inject Botox into the masseter, it actually feminizes the, the, the jawline, makes it very thin, nice, beautiful, and makes your face get a more of a heart shape. So that's one of the key things that we do. The other one is not so much the jaw, but it's more of the chin. So men tend to have kind of like squarish chins. Um, and some women right, do yeah. have it as well. Um, so if we add just a little bit of filler here, it gives it also that beautiful heart shape to the face. So that's tapered really beautiful. Tapered jawline. It starts from the back and goes all the way to the front. And that's how we do so it. So this is so like V-line surgery that people read about in Korea. Yeah. So you do it surgically, but we can start doing it non-surgically. Of course, if you're going to go into the surgery, it's going to be much more effective. Like if you're transitioning or something like that, then surgery is really the way to go. But if you feel that you're just a little bit too masculine, but you want to stay male, or if you feel like you're a woman that that portrays like roughness and a little bit too masculine, you may not need necessarily the surgery. You could just do a little bit of Botox, a little bit of filler, and really feminize and make your jawline just a lot more gentle. More secrets. If I do that surgery, this jawline contouring or V-line surgery, I can get you looking good somewhere between three weeks and three months. How long does it take you to get them looking good? About an hour. That's what I thought. Hey, I've got one for you. Hi. Oh, wait a second. Oh, oh, oh. There we go. How long does a deep plane facelift last? I think we need. It takes a whole... about three hours. Yeah. But I, I think, uh, no, how long does it last? Come on. Oh, I thought you meant the experience. Okay. How long does a deep plane facelift? A deep plane facelift. Here's the secret it lasts forever. The extended deep. The extended plane. deep plane facelift, the super extended deep plane facelift, they all last forever. Now, does that mean that. time stops? No, time doesn't stop. But, but you need some upkeep. You always, well, you need upkeep. 
that's going to make it last even longer than forever, forever plus. But what I mean by last forever is that you are going to look younger if you had that facelift always. So when you're 110 years old, maybe you'll look 90. So you look 20 years younger. Now, you don't want to look 90. So in that way, you're going to say, oh, but I used to look 40 when I got this done when I was 60. And so then you're going to think, oh, gosh, it didn't last, the facelift. But it did. You still look 20 years younger. You just got 20 years older. So you're always going to look better with a well-done facelift than if you hadn't done it because you've turned back the clock. But the clock stops for nobody, right? Yeah. But you can also, once you turn back the clock, then you can slow it down. And the way you slow it down is by keeping up with maintenance. We want to have skin typing. You want to have skin brightening. You want to have volume restoration. You want to keep fighting those little changes. And it doesn't mean you need a new facelift, right? It's like if you have a, an old junky car and you get a brand new car, you still got to wash it and you still got to put in gas. And you still got to take it for an oil change. And that doesn't mean you're getting a brand new car. It's just making it last the longest. Okay, well, you know what I noticed is that you threw questions we didn't even answer, and that's because we get so many good questions, we're going to have to pick this up another time. All right, podcast directors, we can do this another time? I think we can. Okay. There you go. So thank you for listening to Plastic Surgery Secrets Talk. If you like what you heard and you want to get in contact with us, you can call us at 617-566-3223. You can email us at info at drspiegel.com, I-E-G-E-L, no A's in there, or you can follow us on social media and at Dr. Spiegel. And if you didn't like what you heard, you weren't paying attention, and you should go back and listen to this podcast again. <laughs>